Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece, give it our scientific rating, and just probably go off the rails, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Julie. Yeah. Recommendations. This is a very, this is very specific. Mm-hmm. This is for all my cat people. Mm. Um, well, two things actually. Okay. So the first thing is, um, Roy has had an ongoing UTI. Like he was treated for it. It was good. And then came back. So he's on different medication now. Um, so I'm getting that fancy litter mm. that tells you what's going on with their pee. Um, so that's my first recommendation because boy cats don't take care of their bladders like girl cats. Um, boy dogs sweep- don't either. Sweeping generalization about about uh, boy gender animals or yeah boys anyway. Sorry, I haven't finished my coffee yet. My second recommendation is that litter box furniture has really come into its own in the past like year and a half. Like the mm-hmm. last time I looked for litter box furniture, like you know it hides the litter box. Yeah, it was like here's this square cabinet. That's your furniture. Mm-hmm. Now there's like full hutches and there's like litter boxes on the bottom that are hidden. And then on top is like a full scratching post. There's like mid-century modern looking litter box furniture. It's really, it's something else now is what I'll say. (laughs) Well, I also think like pet ownership has come into its own too. Like, yeah, I think more people are owning pets, but I think more people are like, spending money on their pets too mm-hmm. yeah like, i wonder if that's like a pandemic thing yeah oh i'm sure we got more people definitely got pets in the pandemic yeah so i wonder if it was like okay and now i'm gonna spend my money on this pet yeah my dog has a stroller stop it because he doesn't like walk. he gets too scared to like walk places so we don't but like if i want to go to a farmer's market I put him in his dog stroller. <laughs> I had no idea. It's wow. pink. It's pink? Yeah. That surprises me. Only because I didn't realize you liked pink that much. I do. I like, I don't like, um, my whole room is pink and blue. It's like baby pink and baby blue. Wow. Yeah. It's I like do. my bedroom. But like I didn't everything know else. this about you. Yeah. I have, I, I'm full of surprises. But no, like my, my living room is like, oranges and blues and autumn mm-hmm. colors you know and like that's most of my downstairs but there's Ugh. just something about a baby pink and a baby blue that just slaps you know who has a really good listeners for when you visit her house yeah um you know who has a really good like color scheme in their living room whom our our featured guest tony b oh yes i she just like she's got this tapestry that's like teal burnt orange and like mm-hmm. uh, like a cornflower yellow maybe mm-hmm. and she just ties that in with all the colors in the, in her living room and it's gorgeous and i'm like ah oh, i want to be that person yeah i she is one of my fashion my like interior decorating inspirations because i saw her living room and i was like oh shit i gotta step it up and then i came home and i painted everything like i found a <laughs> wallpaper that i liked because she convinced me that wallpaper was good like she mm-hmm. is my my influencer 
I um, also have called her my influencer. I there are there are things that I've purchased for my house because she had them first. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you do not know Tony, get to know Tony. I'm just saying. I mean, like Tony, you have to start an interior design Instagram. She's gonna be like, "What? Why?" <laughs> for us. <laughs> well, we pushed you on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> My my recommendation is I am volunteering at the Pittsburgh Film Festival this week, and um, I went and saw when you volunteer you see all the movies, and so I went and saw one last night called um, Frank and Rosha, and it is a Irish um, movie, and they speak only Irish, which was very fun. Mm. Um, so it's subtitled. Uh, but it's about a woman whose husband passes away and she's in this small Irish town, but this dog comes into her life and she thinks it's the reincarnated soul of her husband and her husband used to be a hurler. And so the dog also is a hurler and like helps this little boy. Like it's, so, it's like the sweetest hour and a half and it doesn't have any of the American tropes of dog movies. Mm. If you know, you know, so Frank and Rosha, highly recommend. There's another um, movie that takes place in Ireland that I think is like out in limited run right now. It has Colin Farrell in it. Oh. Um, and it's like these two guys that are friends. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy just decides like he does not want to be friends with this person. Anymore. The Banshees of Inishern. Inishern. Oh, because it's, it's written by Martin McDonough. Oh, I want to see that so bad. Yeah. And because you know it's going to be messed up like anything yeah. mcdonough you know it's going to take a turn i say yeah. that it doesn't but um but like it's like patrick and De- colm and colm just like we're not friends anymore yeah and uh, then Col- colin farrell's character is this is like desperate guy to be friends again and it's a lot of sweaters and stuff Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, um, wherever you yeah. listen to podcasts. So, Julie, what movie what? are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about Enola Holmes 2, baby. <laughs> uh, no Reason November, uh, and the no reason is it premiered <laughs> this month. So we like the first one so much, we... we wanted to jump on it so julie do you have a summary uh yeah i can google it right now i think no reason all november also means i have no idea who's responsible for the things from each movie it's true i can google too if you want or i can ramble if you want um but my rambling will be like (laughs) well i'm just about to sneeze too okay um (laughs) <laughs> I have I have a summary. I'm just also about to sneeze, but okay. Okay. I might sneeze in the middle of this. Good luck. Okay. So uh she she has started her detective agency. Um, but unlike her famous brother, she is struggling mm-hmm. to get quiet clients because of course people find out that she is a girl 
um, that is young and they're they're disinterested. Um, so she takes on her first case, and that is a match girl named Bessie asks Enola home Enola to help her find her missing sister Sarah Chapman, which takes her to the factory, which is experiencing a deadly typhus and epidemic. Um, and oh, this gets like deep into the plot. I think I'm in the plot, not the summary. So it it's her solving that, um, and we see a lot of familiar characters return. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite genre of movie and book is let's put all the shit together. Slash, is it fan fiction? Um, <laughs> because I love um there's like a series of sherlock holmes books called like sherlock holmes versus and then it's like versus like jekyll and hyde and versus dracula Mm. and then i read um there's it starts off with stalking mr ripper and then capturing the devil which is like devil in the white city but it's by um carrie i'm gonna butcher this last name like carrie mena slacko i think um but it's about this girl who her um uncle is an autopsy a technician or whatever and so she's learning that and so she's becoming a detective and meets all these like victorian era baddies throughout her life and so this just <laughs> falls into that yeah. category of is it because it's just kind of fan fiction but like in a great way yeah and i think that's exactly like I think framing it as fan fiction is also like because there there's definitely like inaccuracies in it. Like this is not yeah. a movie that is trying to be historically accurate. Um, I would I would I would say it's like more theatrical than anything else. Like I was mm-hmm. thinking about that with the costumes because a lot of them I was like, oh, yeah, okay, they're not going to dress this way in the factory or yeah or whatever. But then I read an interesting article. Um about actually like like the costuming of like the first movie Mm -hmm. um and an interview with the costume designer but then a second article where she was talking about like the new radicals i think is what she said and and just like where she got the inspiration for a lot of those costumes Mm -hmm. but then the second in as producer millie bobby ron had much more influence and she talked a lot about how it was important to her because so many of these characters weren't necessarily going to speak in the movie or, you know, have a name or like be represented that way to sort of demonstrate their spirit through these costumes Mm. um, in contrast with like the lives that they were living at the factory and stuff. And so that's why they, they sort of made this intentional choice of like, yeah, they're going to wear bright colors and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, this like, this would work like this would be like a stage production or something because no no one's like wait a minute when i watched newsies on stage (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i think there's also like this like kind of edutainment factor like Mm. in the i'm going to compare it to something that i think is a compliment and some may think is an insult but kind of like wishbone (laughs) the dog the dog that where like it it's it's giving you a very complex thing which is this um strike that happened with these matchbox girls like it's like truly talking about these workers that existed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but putting yeah, it in Sarah this, chapman existed yeah but putting it in this like fun digestible story mm-hmm. so that mm. kids 
like you and I would have done, we still do now, would have been like, oh, I need to read more about this. Where compared to like The Dig, where they just did straight kind of not facts, Mm. but like they didn't try to wrap it up in anything fun or exciting. Right. Yeah. Hmm. What's the story, Wishbone? I don't know that I've ever seen Wishbone. <gasps> There's a tangent. Oh my gosh. No, it's not a tangent. I'm just saying that, like, the range of that little dog. <laughs> oh, the and range? Frank and Rosha, going back to, like, that movie, that dog is a very talented actor. Because it, like, carried the plot. So, We all hope to have the range that Wishbone the dog had as actor. <laughs> it's it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> this is how much I need coffee today. I literally just had a moment where I thought, "Wait, did Laura give her recommendation?" And then no. I was like, "It's literally Frank and Rosha that you just gave a callback to." Callback. <laughs> Speaking of callbacks, you know who I'd give a callback to? Damn, Mm. I I don't understand. I did not understand the Henry Cavill thing. I did not. Like, I was like, oh, he's like, I mean, I understood it. I was like, I get it for you, for other people, not for me. And then the moment he became Sherlock, I just get it now. Okay. So, okay. We have to talk about the post credit scene. This is why I love that we're like, listen, punks, watch this movie (laughs) because... We're not here to keep things a secret. No. Um, so they obviously, obviously set it up that... I just love how you said, listen, punks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone's listening and they're like, punks? <laughs> what? I don't know what's wrong with Is this 1984? Who am I? Who am I? Um, You're Jean Valjean. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously set it up that we were going to get Watson. The book series has like eight books. Mm-hmm. And I was like near the end of the movie. I literally Googled Enola Holmes 3, the movie, because I was like, I don't want this to end. Yeah. <laughs> but so I knew that there was going to be a third movie, which hopefully they'll make it through the whole series. Um, but I was not expecting Hamish Patel to be Dr. Watson. And when I tell you like your response to Henry Cavill as Sherlock mm-hmm. that is my response to Hamish Patel as Watson I just I don't understand how they expect us to sit down and watch the next movie like I will be standing and like moving my body <laughs> and like just punching the air the whole time he is like uh yeah have you seen the movie it's the uh the beetle yesterday yes i have Mm -hmm. well and it's like it's also like he's done that but also he did station 11 like he's just like all over the place with roles he's just knocking it out anyway uh yeah cannot wait for an old homes three I I'm so excited and like part of me is like because Henry Cavill is not doing The Witcher anymore yes and part of me is like Enola Holmes is better than The Witcher <laughs> <laughs> not if you love The Witcher it's just I tried to read those books and it was hard they were just hard books for me to read it's not my genre what I, is my genre YA fan fiction 
<laughs> I love YA. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, two things about Henry Cavill. Um, one, I really liked how in this movie, they. So Sherlock had a bigger part because her other brother wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. So he had a bigger part, but it, it was also somehow more supporting role yeah. than the first movie. Like, I felt like the first movie, they kind of, like, shoehorned him in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Almost like, well, we don't know if the kids can carry this. Let's make sure that we get more Henry Cavill time. Um, whereas in this movie, like, he really genuinely was supporting. Yeah. and. It, it made more sense when he was in the movie. Yeah, I would agree. I um, I like the fact that it truly is like her story and they easily could rely on Sherlock more. And they, I mean, and he's there when he needs to be and when it makes sense for like an adult to be there, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but do you know who's in it more? I think, well, kind of, I mean, it might be comparable, but like Helena Bonham Carter yeah she a lot more of i think and i also thought both with like the recaps at the beginning and also the like inner stercials where they would like have like the like you'd watch like the animation of like something being drawn and then you'd maybe see like a quick Mm cutscene. and she was in a lot of those like flashback cutscenes. um i thought that was just like i really liked that format of Mm -hmm. here's what happened like well, they did a lot of like cut to moments to catch you up on things. Well, I saw Millie Bobby Brown mentioned in I've you read articles, I watch interviews. Um <laughs> but I saw an interview where she talks about how like Enola's a vlogger, like mm. her personal vlogs. And that makes so much sense from like an editing perspective because that's the way like when people vlog, they have those like cutaway scenes or they have the, you know. And I thought that was very smart for, you know, just as a storytelling format, but also for the generation that this is supposed to be geared towards, because that's the stream of consciousness format that they're used to, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was obsessed for so many reasons with the three women in that fight scene. Oh yeah. Uh number one, the soundtrack, Hallelujah Chorus. And if you want a tangent, Hallelujah Chorus is not a Christmas song. It's an Easter song. And I hate it when it's sung at Christmas, but that's a whole other thing. Um so, so I, I didn't mind this use of Hallelujah Chorus. Second, the fact that they're all in like dresses. They didn't change into like a sexy version of what they were wearing. They're in these like Victorian dresses and still able to move and be functional because there's a lot of like, oh, well, Victorian dresses were so binding. It's like, no, women worked and raised babies. Like corsets are a little uncomfortable to our modern, but they also didn't have bras, you know? So like, <laughs> and they were like full back support everywhere you went. Um, yeah. And then another thing is that none of these women I guess it's like none of them were like sexified or made to look sexy. They were fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I don't know if it's the first time I've seen it, but I just feel like there's so many times that if a woman is good at fighting, she turns into like a very, like the Angelina Jolie effect, right? Like, and now we're sexy or the, you know, just, or I'm covered in leather and straps and that, you know. 
And there's just something really freeing about these three women probably wearing cotton and just kicking ass. <laughs> wearing cotton and kicking ass. That's the new t-shirt. <laughs> uh, yes, Laura, write it down. Yes. That's what I need to do. I need to buy some merch. Buy some merch, you guys. Buy some merch. Um, we have a onesie, don't we? I feel like we have a onesie. I feel like... Uh, for a baby, not for an adult. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just want to be very specific because you have a different use of onesie than I do. <laughs> so, are you <laughs> Amazing. Um, we'll have two and I'll still have one. Uses for a onesie. Oh, okay. I was like, onesies? What? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> you have an adult one and a baby one. Uh lost my trainer oh i was the other hand circling back to several minutes ago yes the other henry cavill thing i was gonna say is i was at a con once and they were doing a panel on um like sci-fi and fantasy and it's always it's so interesting these panels because there's a sort of like marked shift in the fantasy authors Mm -hmm. and sort of like their identities mm -hmm. from sort of like the initial heyday of popularity of, of fantasy like the 80s early 90s when like dnd &D was huge it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of and this is the same in many things it's a lot of older white men mm -hmm. whereas now a lot of fantasy authors um they identify as women they identify as non-binary um mm -hmm there's a lot of queer fantasy authors and that's one of the reasons why like sci-fi fantasy and ya is like one of the the two of the most progressive genres mm -hmm. but i'm doing this con and this i can't remember who the author was at the time but they were sort of talking about when they first started doing fantasy and they themselves were doing themselves a disservice by putting themselves in like putting these plots in where like and they start talking about how, you know, the women was this and the man would walk around and he would wave his big sword and blah, 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 blah. And like, as they're doing this, completely unaware to them, there was a preview for like The Witcher season two playing <laughs> on the screen that they had got, hadn't turned off yet with the sound not running. But it was like shot for shot what she was narrating. Oh. <sighs> Cause it like is, and I liked The Witcher season one. I didn't get into season two, but it was. It was just like Henry Cavill's Witcher, like walking around with this giant sword and swinging it around, and just all. I was like, mm, yep, there we go. <laughs> there, there it is. Yeah, I feel like I, I have not. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Um. I watched some of it. Right. I like I finished it, but let me be clear. I watched the last season on an airplane. Oh no. I was like, let's just find out what happens. This is a long flight. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, like I think there's also a difference between like who writes it and also who directs it and who like mm -hmm. I'm not saying like, oh, it should only be this this type of person that does this. It's not, but it's like having your creative team be as diverse as possible because it really just serves because i think i can tell the difference that they had more women in the writer's room in the director's room for house of dragon house oh and they did it with game of thrones interesting like they're 
I just can feel a huge day. And like a lot of, um, there's a lot of TikToks right now with like the threat of being like, I'm not watching House of the Dragon because Game of Thrones is horrible. Maybe I'll watch one episode because it's, you know, like just to prove how horrible it is. And then everyone's like, I pledge my allegiance to Renaria Targaryen. <laughs> like, because it just, it feels, it just hits like a little different. Okay. And this is good to know. Well, yeah. I don't have HBO access anymore, but this is good to know. Yeah. Like it just, I don't know. I just think that, that you just reach more people the more perspectives you have in the room and that doesn't feel like it's science you know like mm-hmm. that feels oh that makes sense you know so I I don't know I love that this movie like they there are also things that I think they just kind of check off the box of like a good period piece of like oh and then there's a ball and then there's a this and then they run there's a carriage chase and then there's a this and um I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it it ebbed and flowed really nicely storyline wise. And speaking of the ball, like I just thought that moment where she went to talk to um I can't remember his name, the factory owner's son. Yeah. Um and she's like, Can we talk? And they're like, Where's your chaperone? <laughs> um and I was just like, Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Huh. trying to think of what else what else? i uh, i want to this i i love and hate watching movies like this here's why is because i actually want to i want to make about five of the outfits that are in this movie oh yeah oh yeah and um, i just don't have time julie i don't have time <laughs> that's me watching the mysterious benedict society right now Oh. Um, and let me be clear like I'm not a cosplayer it's been a very long time since I sewed so like I don't have these skills so I sort of live vicariously through my friend Trinell oh Trinell <laughs> <laughs> I, live, I live so vicariously through her oh. uh, her uh, okay so if you love cosplay mm. follow Miss Trey 74 my friends because she's so stinking talented but Uh she's also like some of her cosplays are like deep cut like she'll watch a movie and it's like everybody's gonna do this character chanel does a different character or she takes a main character and does in just an incredibly different spin on it she's Uh like okay this is the character now let me set it in this time period or or challenge myself in this way um, but watching Mysterious Benedict, I, I'll text her and I'm like, uh, yes, episode this, um, this outfit, are you planning on cosplaying it? Because I need to see it. Like, there's a scene where one of the characters is in, like, a full pink, mm-hmm. like, leather, vintage-looking motorcycle outfit. Oh. And I'm just like, please, Janelle, please. please. <laughs> we we need to have her on the pod i'm just realizing how much we need to have so trinelle and i met doing a nerdy burlesque show oh my gosh yeah and so she did uh what was the character the the character the like tiny goggles character from the newest star wars with the lightsaber forget the name i'm a bad nerd oh i know who you're talking about like the little old lady person yes she did a burlesque number of course around that character and it was phenomenal um she also does like oh my one of my favorite ones of her is she did a an yzma boba fett where she made the helmet and the helmet had eyelashes 
<laughs> yes, yes. And gorgeous. she she did the 3D printing. Like I think she yeah. got the I think she maybe got the not program, the what is it called? That when you do it. Oh, like the design? <laughs> yeah, I think she maybe got that from somewhere, but like she printed it out and and did all of that. Um she also has a great cosplay of <sighs> who is she in what we do in the shadows oh um nadia nadia and nadia's doll like she yeah. made herself a nadia and then a nadia's doll uh and she does the uh jane austen festival in mount dora every year which i need to go soon um and start doing stuff like that but like that's <laughs> it's one of those things that like i wish I, if there were if i had an extra three days a week i would be cosplaying more and like doing costume events more yeah but i i don't so there's that uh, follow 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 <laughs> and tony's forthcoming um interior design yes <laughs> all of it all of it Actually, okay you know what we haven't oh oh go ahead uh, i was gonna say uh, you know what we haven't talked about in this movie what the reveal of moriarty yes mm -hmm. i love that they saved it for the second movie yes um because i feel like because we talked about like in the first movie how there was just a little too much going on and we wish they either like made it a series or cut something for a second movie and i think that if they added Moriarty in the first movie, I would be like, too much, stop it. And I feel like it was excellently planted in this movie as a little like. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't until sort of the end that we got that reveal. And of course we found out that Moriarty had escaped to the shock of no one. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting. You know, I think that's another one where the character will come back and I'm just, I'm curious because I actually haven't read the book series. Mm -hmm. If we'll sort of see two parallel plots or we might sort of see them have to work together because now we've got moriarty sherlock and watson yeah so it'll and be how, interesting to see and how enola fits into that dynamic which is pretty yeah. established you know throughout the rest of the literary experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so julie mm -hmm. one out of ten oh, signs boy. that henry cavill kicks oh it was so fucking hot. What is wait? What that he kicks the sign? Oh, <laughs> I One thought I... you said like sides that he kicks, and I was like, is this like a a term that I don't understand? <laughs> no, the the like, what's it called? The tent sign that was on the. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. One out of ten of those. What would you give this movie? Um, I would give it. I think I'd give it like a solid like eight. Um. I just I I'm really excited to see this series continue to progress. Mm -hmm. Respectable, what about you? respectable, also an eight. Oh, because I really I really really liked it. Is it a ten out of ten? No, but solid eight. Do and I that... think ultimately the series will get there? I do. Yeah. Do I think I'll give the series like a nine out of ten? Yes. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Like as a complete. Thing. Yeah, absolutely i think um, i think absolutely we'll get there yes <laughs> join us on that journey listeners <laughs> um julie what do you have to look forward to um 
I don't, I, I think nothing. And that's kind of nice. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, We're very busy people. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't have any trips. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanksgiving is coming and that's sort of like our big friend holiday. We mm-hmm. do a Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. And so um, we just sort of open our home um, to people throughout the day whenever they want to come. And I think that's that's where I am. It's just like I'm really like looking forward to a day where I just get to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to my my friend, <laughs> my friend Maher and I went to a show and he turns to me and he goes, do you like Paramore? And like, I didn't realize how much I liked Paramore until someone asked me, do you like Paramore? Because like... <laughs> and i was like yes of course like try like my little vampire heart has listened to all of all of the all of their songs or whatever and then they're coming into pittsburgh in june so it's a pretty far along way thing to look forward to but we got tickets mm. so like i'm going to a, con- a paramore concert what am i like 24 <laughs> oh god i'm i'm really jealous of this um i have an extra ticket so just saying <laughs> if you're in pittsburgh in june um we'll we'll chat offline okay cool ah my blanket fell (laughs) my pot my podcast blanket um yeah i i decided to get an extra ticket just because you know you never know where you'll be in june or if julie's gonna visit you so (laughs) paramore might be the thing that gets you there yeah all right well thank you for listening listeners buy our merch wearing cotton and kicking ass coming soon Uh, (laughs) rate review subscribe and thank you for listening listeners bye bye the pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com